What if your personal or business brand was so focused and so on target that it was easy for everyone in your organization to understand? What if you connected with your clients on an emotional level so deeply that they never forgot you? This is what the most successful brands in the world do. It's not about ad budgets. It's about developing a consistent brand, no matter the industry, location, or size of the company. Discover your brand and create an amazing, foolproof marketing strategy. This is the Brand Archetypes Podcast, hosted by Kevin Skerritt and Amy Zander, owners of BrandArchetypes.com. Join them on a journey to discover your most powerful, true brand. Welcome back to the Brand Archetypes Podcast, everyone. We have a special treat for you today, Amy. Why don't you tell our listeners what you've got going? We've got a a special uh, guest today, don't we? We do. I'm very excited to introduce her. I had the opportunity to be a guest on her show, which is called Open School of Business. Anar Omerzak is the host and our guest today. She is committed to bringing real life experts from different walks of life to share different perspectives and paths to success with her listeners. If you are a business owner or thinking of starting a business or want to up your professional game, we highly encourage you to check out the Open School of Business podcast and we'll have a link in our show notes, of course. Um, And an added bonus is that Anar is very familiar with the use of brand archetypes in marketing and she can- I know (laughs) she can geek out on this subject just like us. So let's get started. Welcome to our show, Anar. Wow. I'm delighted to be here. Uh, I really love your energy and uh, I'd love to talk about brand archetypes today. Um, My name is Anar Umurzak and I'm a CEO and a co-founder at Go Project Management. And um, it's an interesting story because I am a professional project manager and uh, I have been consulting for many years with big firms. And then when I opened my own business, I decided to be um, doing pretty much the same thing, but for myself. Uh, So that's what Go Project Management does. Uh, But recently um, with uh, things evolving, I started consulting smaller companies uh, and, and small business owners uh, in terms of not only project management and their operations, but actually attracting more customers and growing their businesses. And sometimes people who would want to start their own business would come to me as well with questions about how to do it and uh, how to launch and things like that. So we talk about brand a lot um, at uh, my podcast, Open School of Business, and also uh, through some of my courses like Elevate Your Business. And that's why I'm really excited to talk about uh, brand archetypes today, uh, especially um, knowing that you guys are so... um, professional and experienced with it so because for me it was more of a trial and error experience excellent excellent so uh again welcome to our podcast and i'm happy to meet you i know that you and amy are already familiar with each other with your your past interactions and uh, thanks for the update about your business can you tell us a little bit more about your podcast 
What other topics? Can you talk I would about? just like to interject here and, and sure. just, um, Kevin, did you notice that she called us professional professionals and brand I archetypes? No, I know. I know. I'm excited. I've, I've been validated. <laughs> <laughs> that is cool. Now that's true. You do it every day. <laughs> so what else do you talk about in your podcast uh, other than brands? Brand oh, well, uh, we really do pay attention to the personal story of each entrepreneur uh, just to learn that everyone comes from different perspective and different circumstances into this profession and everyone is scared in the beginning so open school of business gives inspiration and somewhat of a, a safety um so to speak like mental safety to actually go ahead and start your business because you cannot have everything figured out before yeah. you start. My uh, grandpa used to say, you can't wait for all the lights to turn green before you go downtown. Like, <laughs> okay, grandpa. <laughs> How many red lights did grandpa run? Red <laughs> well, there was only one light in town. So <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Yeah, okay. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Anara, what were you saying? Uh, yeah, I was saying that I wouldn't be saying that to my kid in terms of real driving lesson no. but it's a yeah. great example yeah yeah i i talked to a a, a pretty successful speaker and a business coach just the other day and his his advice to people was you can't be afraid to suck and he just meant that like you just got to start you just got to do oh, it yeah. even if you don't have it all figured out and yeah. you know business owners are often uh, we act like we have everything figured out while we're like paddy, paddling furiously underwater, like, you know, um, and, and it's lonely being a business owner and entrepreneur sometimes. And that's, that's why I really like in our show is it's, it, it is really refreshing to just hear other people's stories and their struggles and, and how they started and what they figured out and just know that like, you know, we're not, we're not alone in this. So it's the real stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 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 All right. So let's get down to what we're really here to talk about. So how do you use brand archetypes in your business when and with your clients in our? Well, I, I love brand archetypes because it personalizes the brand because a lot of misconception comes that if you figure out your logo and your name, you have a brand, which is completely <laughs> wrong. Yeah, right. And a lot of times that brand will be you or what your clients have already got used to buying. That's why for me, it was very easy to transition from being a consultant to be a consultant of my own and uh, using a sage archetype. And that's how I opened uh, Open School of Business podcast as well. And um, I looked for... Uh, the guests who have the credential, the knowledge, and or would be the absolute experts in what they're talking about. But later, I found out that uh, small business owners, and especially people who are trying to get their side hustle uh, more formalized, like, you know, apart from Sage archetype, they're looking for something more something that would be more transformational. 
And I think, you know, we talked about this with Amy in my previous episode uh, on Open School of Business that you can't combine, but you have to do it very carefully. And I think I am in the process of actually doing that, trying to transition from sage to transformational, uh, the magician. magician. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Because I think brands like Disney and big like magical brands they they do inspire people to do outrageous things that's one of the ways to actually make a person believe in themselves all those stories all those magical cartoons they really give a person more freedom and more permission so to speak without maybe a knowledge sometimes because small business owners they already have um, different experiences from their professional lives that they can use. And uh, oftentimes with my clients, uh, there is two uh, types that I see. There are people who want to continue what they've been doing before and just work for themselves. And then there's a type two who absolutely hate what they've been doing before. And that's the reason why they're starting their business. So they don't wanna use that knowledge and that experience. And they need a permission to do that. They need permission to learn a new skill and then become an expert at it, or just try to find a different creative ways to, to just make money and it can be anything. And they go through that transformation during the program. So um, brand archetypes are very useful, uh, not only in my job, but also then we use this concept to try and figure out brands for these um, new companies that they're building. Which is the best time to start thinking about brand. I was just going to say that. When the company starts, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Very few people do that. Yeah, it's very refreshing to get somebody in the, uh, when, when they're just starting out, um, you don't have to go back and, and retrain people. Yeah. And, and since uh, uh, we can't stop our brains from like com- immediately tapping into this whole process, uh, Anara, as you were talking about uh, your company being Sage, we, al- we also refer to it as the guru, but uh, the original word for it was the Sage archetype. And then combining that with a magician, the very first thing that popped into my head was Gandalf. <laughs> Gandalf the Great. <laughs> Gandalf the Great is yeah. very knowledgeable, very wise, but also had that magical quality about him. So yeah, there's something to think about. Anyway, I, uh, excellent input about uh, how your clients that are transitioning away from something and, and then also having a personal life and then being able to tap into the archetype. So that's really interesting perspective of uh, that Amy and I have not talked about in our podcast. So, so let's cue that up, Amy. Let's talk yeah. about, you know, there is uh, different aspects of our lives. Our personal lives are just important to us as our business life. So, and it's very interesting how we carry our own personal brands, our own archetypes into the mix with us every day. So, so uh I'm, I'm curious, Anar, did you, did you learn anything new about brand archetypes in your discussion with Amy? Uh, on oh, your show? yeah, of course. Yeah. Awesome. Even Gandalf, I had to Google him right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got his name from Lord of the Rings. I have seen the movie. Yeah. Oh, excellent, excellent. <laughs> but I forgot who it was exactly. Sure. And uh, yeah, I, I learned um, 
at the way to combine, like mm-hmm. Amy was saying, that you have to have the prevalent archetype, do the 80% of your communication, and then combine with the 20 undertone communications methods with right. um, the second archetype. So that was completely new to me. That I learned from Amy. And never flip them. And that's that's the tendency. If you try to mix two, people will tend to find that, the, oh, well, it's now 80, it's now 2080 the other way for this one campaign. And then we flip back. It's like, oh, no, you're, if you're flip-flop back and forth, that, that's one of the dangers of picking two, which can be completely avoided by staying with one, but you also don't get that subtle nuance that you're looking for, that magical quality that you're trying to introduce into your brand. So yeah, just be careful. Don't flip-flop. And uh, yeah, that's good stuff. <laughs> Go, Amy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you, you taught me well, Kevin. I'm representing. So okay, good, good, yeah. Good. <laughs> so, you know, one of the things we love the most about using the brand archetypes, which we talk about all the time, is that the concept is really easy to understand for everyone because we all understand, you know, these archetypes. But however, you know, you first have to overcome the hurdle with some clients about defining what brand actually means. And Anar said that right at the beginning of the show, which was amazing because people think, oh, we got our logo, our tagline, that's our brand. And nope, nope, nope. And we've, you know, all of our listeners breath, know. Breath of fresh air. Yeah, you, yeah, yeah, you get it. So, so Anar, what do you think is one of the hardest things for business owners to understand about branding when they first start? Well, in my experience, I think um, some of the business owners who are starting small, uh, they don't really realize the importance of branding in the beginning. Right. Or yeah. it, or they feel like, you know, it's just me. How am I going to, like, why should I think about all these things? I don't need yeah. to have 10 people to manage yet. We don't need to have values, culture, things like that. Right. And that, that's for the big they boys. Realize <laughs> they don't they don't prepare for growth, and if you don't prepare for growth, it doesn't happen. Yeah. So if you have it all along in the beginning, then it makes it easy to hire, to have the right fit, sure. and uh, to uh, even to know exactly who are your clients. It, it comes from branding as well. Right. So uh, we are constantly talking about these little nuances and uh, yeah, totally, totally agree with you that the, uh, you know, the struggles that the, the new people uh, encounter. In fact, it was just in this last, our last episode, last Wednesday or last Thursday, uh, where we are talking about the best archetype to select for any one person, the best one. And everybody's got, Oh, there's a best one. I, I better pay attention. The best one <laughs> is the one that you can embrace. And so do you have any examples of uh, any of your clients who really dove in the deep end really, really well, and they, they completely, truly embraced this idea and then succeeded because of it? Uh, well, I can see that one, there is one in the process. And uh, it's about that. Um, there was a topic when we uh, talked with Amy as well, is about the uh, neighbor archetype. Mm-hmm. And... I think, you know, I, I let her know to listen to this episode so that she can see how she can use it. Mm-hmm. And I'm seeing that maybe she started using it more precisely because I can see that she's getting more clients because at first she didn't want to be very personal um, in 
recruiting her clients through social media. Mm. So she wanted to do everything through her website um, or through her page on social media, but that wouldn't have anything, any pictures of her family, yeah. um, of their daily routine, because she's a nutrition coach. So for her, wow. it's important to actually show that she's cooking all this nutritious food that are healthy um, and that she's on her own journey of weight loss as well. And mm-hmm. she was very pr- private and and. I would say maybe even shy to show some of her own pictures of transformation that she achieved through her nutrition project uh, program. Now, so now she actually signed up with another company. So it's like semi-entrepreneurial project she's doing. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, she started actually being more active on social media and sharing more posts and um, showing her face, showing um, her uh, personal pictures as well sometimes and I think that really helps her to become a real neighbor because sure. neighbors know everything about each other yeah so it, if you it, were you have a to feel comfortable archety- yeah yeah like if you're a neighbor archetype um how would how would you go around selling people something in a you know through a brochure let's say without showing your face and staying anonymous, hiding under the company name, etc. So I think it helped her tremendously. And I'm really happy. Uh, and I'm really happy to report and, and say uh, thank you to Emmy about <laughs> that impact that we had with just one conversation. Yeah, it, it's interesting you say, you know, how the uh, nutrition coach is better off posting photos and stuff on her on their personal page on Facebook as opposed to the, the fan page, which doesn't have the personal stuff uh, as a neighbor archetype. Now that might not actually be quite as true for another archetype, you know, that people who aren't concerned about being a neighborly and approachable and that they're real people with real families and real lives. You know, I, I would I would throw out another another phrase. Uh, it's called eating your own dog food, which is kind of a strange phrase, but it means you gotta you gotta live your own, you know, you gotta be authentic, right? Yeah, live your truth. Yeah. Live your truth. Mm-hmm. Maybe not so so good of a phrase for a nutritional coach, but <laughs> eating your yeah, own she's dog probably food. not feeding her. Pe- she's not <laughs> feeding right. people dog food. Yeah, maybe yeah. not. Oh, Kevin. Oh, Kevin. Well, and, and part of that conversation too, uh, I think, uh, Anar, what you asked me was she was concerned that the neighbor archetype wasn't energetic enough. It was too low key, that kind of thing. And she was struggling with that. And, and we talked about maybe what she needed to do was just lean way more into it and, and embrace it more, which it sounds like she's doing. So mm-hmm. instead of switching the archetype, she just really... Uh, you know, boosted into it and embraced it more. And that's great. That's probably an easier task to do than to switch all together coming from experience because I completely changed my archetype of my business right. a couple of years ago and it was a big undertaking. So yeah. One of the things we talked about last week is that there is a big difference between the concept of energy level and the concept of power that a, a archetype can right. be very low energy like the innocent archetype or the neighbor archetype but still be very powerful. Right. And, and that's that's what they grapple with in that in the context of them 
leaning into it and not feeling comfortable at first and then figuring it out on their own. That's the, that's the thing that they have to figure out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's great. I'm glad to hear that she uh, listened to the um, episode or or embraced that. That's, that's great. That's a perfect story for that situation. Win. Yeah. 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 So uh, I'm having a great time geeking out on all this brand archetype stuff with you. And it's um, nice to have you on our show. Is there anything else that you want to share with us that we haven't asked you? I think if I were just to um, say something to entrepreneurs is that definitely um, don't be afraid and don't be afraid to fail. Um, and this is kind of a cliche and my guest last week just literally told me that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <from> business. Mm-hmm. <laughs> don't be afraid to suck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's just a lot of people say that, but truly embrace it and uh, just go ahead and um, make it your point to do a bunch of things and it can be totally not at the level where you expect and get used to that and just do more and more. Um, And then things will get better and you will find some things that are actually quite easy. When you try a lot of things, you'll find those that are super easy for you to do. And then you, you really find your niche or your zone or whatever you want to call it. And you can keep doing that and that alone will give you like 80% of your success. Right. So that's that 80-20 rule applies in a lot of things. So before you start working smarter, uh, just work without thinking for a while <laughs> yeah. just to see where you land. Don't just sit and analyze and overthink things and overplan just start doing something because that's the energy. When you use the energy in the way that is supposed to be used in action, then you will get a reaction. Otherwise, it will stay in your thoughts and just drive you crazy. So right. just do and just do. That's it. Yeah, I, I always tell people um, if if your big idea is keeping you up at night. You need to do something about it. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Do or do not. There is no try. Right. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm absolutely loving our conversation. I love your format. Mm -hmm. It's so much fun. And yeah, I think that's a really cool idea to have two hosts for um, the um, podcast. Yeah, we definitely play off each other. That's it makes it a lot more fun, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, well, uh, going back to your podcast, though, we uh, assume that uh, you're going to be looking for people to be guests on your show, and maybe our listeners can help out. We have a lot of marketers who listen to us, and uh, you know, other types of professionals that are interested in the concept of branding. So, what what kinds of people are you looking for? Uh, I'm looking for generous people <laughs> who would be hearing <laughs> yeah. their episode <laughs> yeah. with the other people and helping it grow. And um, obviously, people who are not shy to tell their personal story of struggle, of, of failure, and and show that's the transformation. Because when everything is easy, 
And if it's true, of course, it's a great story, but it's a boring story in a way. We're really looking for real stories. That's why it's called open school of business. It's not some professional school of business. It's for everyone and for real people who've done things and they failed and they learned something from it and pivoted. So that's very important. And I would love, um, I would love for me more people uh, for my podcast. So I'm really appreciative if you can connect me. Yeah. I have a couple people. I have a couple people on the top of my mind to uh, send your way that I've, I've interviewed recently on my other podcasts. I do. So uh, yeah, you'll be hearing from me for sure about that. So, all right, listeners. Yeah. You heard it here. Check out our show notes for links, go to openschoolofbusiness.com to check out that podcast, contact Anar if you'd like to be a guest. Thank you so much for being on our show. Anar. we really appreciate this. It's been a great conversation. Thank you. Anar. Oh, thank you, Kevin. Nice meeting you. Thank you, Amy. Yeah. Uh, I always love talking to you. It's been absolute delight. Excellent. Really big fan of your podcast now. Oh, yes. Uh, likewise. Likewise. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah. So listeners, stick around for our make marketing mayhem spot. If you're just starting out and new to our podcast, don't forget to go to brandarchetypes.com. Take our free questionnaire to see where you land on the list of archetypes. You can increase your brand strength while reducing your marketing stress. So find more episodes like this one at brandarchetypes.com or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Uh, Make sure to leave us a review. And uh, Amy, are you ready for some marketing mayhem? I am. All right. So this week's marketing mayhem is super interesting. It's it's old. I don't know. When would you say? I mean, that car back there, 50s? 50s something. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So it's a print ad. I'm assuming this probably appeared in a magazine. Um, it's It looks like a full page ad is for Budweiser, King of Beers. Mm-hmm. And there's a woman kind of in the foreground. Again, it's like um, illustrated. And she's got what looks to me like a kind of like a wedding veil on. And then in the background, there's a guy in front of a car with some suitcases. And uh, why don't you go ahead and read some of the copy for us, Kevin? <laughs> okay. <clears throat> Let me put on my uh, radio voice. Right. She married two men. In fact, all women do. There's always that inner man that you know. <laughs> okay. So <laughs> that's, a, that's it, right? <laughs> that's, it about, that's it about the two men. I mean, it does go on to say some more things, but that, that yeah, the big text is she found she married two men. Okay. <laughs> right. What, what are these two men? Is he like a bipolar, what, <laughs> split personality disorder? Right. Or? Drunk and sober. That's what right. I'm kind of assuming because yeah, it's yeah, about I'm, beer. I don't know. I, I'm um, picturing the, the drunk guy with, uh, you know, a bowling shirt with a ketchup stand and one oh shoe. My, <laughs> oh, my God. That would be so much better. Okay. So, yeah. yeah. And then the next line in the text after they introduce this concept of two men and then drop it is think of all the planning that goes into meals to make him contented. You know, okay, just to throw back to that. <laughs> Makes me cringe the, about that's the woman's role. Yeah, woman's role, whatever. Oh, but yeah. I just I just think it's so bizarre. And and then it just because they introduce this concept of two men and then drop it, they don't really explain it. Um and then I, I love this, okay, because so you know, my husband has a um 
he has a degree in, in beer making. I know there's a better word for that. Um, but, and he's made a lot of beer. He's brewed at different breweries and things like that more as a hobby, but he's pretty good at it. And so when you get into craft beer, you realize that, you know, beers like Bud and things like that are kind of just pretty basic. Um, but it, I love the sciences. P.S. It's a fact Budweiser has delighted more husbands than any other brew ever known. And I'm just like, oh, a fact. How do they how do they come up with that fact? (laughs) Huh. Huh. Uh, It is a it is a it's an interesting one. Yeah. You know, I'm gonna just assume that no one ever lies in their advertising. Oh gosh, no. (laughs) No, oh Oh, no, oh no, 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 no. no, no, no. We don't lie. You know, what they might be tapping into there is like Budweiser sales. They may have been able to demonstrate that Budweiser has been sold more, more than any other beer. Yeah, true. But and back that, then there was so many less beers, yeah. like less competition for sure. Right, right. So yeah. That word <laughs> delighted though. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Delighted. Hmm. Best beer. Well, but which husband was it? Yeah, <laughs> which right. which version? I'm so yeah, I'm right. still <laughs> so confused about that. Bowling guy or the guy in the suit next to the the sweet car. <laughs> right. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, marriages were weird in the 50s, apparently. Okay. <sighs> okay. So- <laughs> well, thank you, Amy. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That was as usual, very fun. So. Yep. All right. Okay. Have, have a great week. Okay. Talk to you. Bye-bye. You've been listening to the Brand Archetypes Podcast. Are you ready to discover your company's archetype? Check out brandarchetypes.com where you can download the book, find out about archetype-specific strategies, connect with us on social media, and sign up for our newsletter. 